0: Chapter Thirty Seven of Gargantua and Pantagruel Book One This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Gargantua and Pantagruel Book One by Francois Rabelais Translated by Sir Thomas Urquhart. Chapter Thirty Seven How Gargantua, in Combing His Head, made the great cannon balls fall out of His Hair being come out of the river of vide they came very shortly after to grand Gousier's castle who waited for them with great longing at their coming they were entertained with many congees and cherished with embraces never was seen a more joyful company for supplementum supplementi chronicorum saith that gargamel died there with joy for my part truly i cannot tell neither do i care very much for her nor for anybody else the truth was that Gargantua, in shifting his clothes, and combing his head with a comb, which was nine hundred foot long of the Jewish cane measure, and whereof the teeth were great tusks of elephants, whole and entire, he made fall at every rake above seven balls of bullets, at a dozen the ball that stuck in his hair at the raising of the castle of the wood of vide which his father Grand Gousier, seeing, thought they had been lice, and said unto him, what my dear son hast thou brought us this far some short-winged hawks of the college of montague i did not mean that thou shouldst reside there then answered panocrates my sovereign lord think not that i have placed him in that lousy college which they call montague i had rather have put him amongst the grave-diggers of saint-innocent so enormous is the cruelty and villainy that i have known there for the galley-slaves are far better used amongst the moors and tartars the murderers in the criminal dungeons yea the very dogs in your house than are the poor wretched students in the aforesaid college and, if I were king of Paris, the devil take me if I would not set it on fire, and burn both principal and regents for suffering this inhumanity to be exercised before their eyes. Then, taking up one of these bullets, he said, These are cannon-shot which your son Gargantua hath lately received by the treachery of your enemies, as he was passing before the wood of Ede. But they have been so rewarded that they are all destroyed in the ruin of the castle, as were the Philistines, by the policy of Samson, and those whom the tower of Silohim slew, as it is written in the thirteenth of Luke. My opinion is that we pursue them whilst the luck is on our side, for occasion hath all her hair on her forehead. When she is past you may not recall her. She hath no tuft whereby you can lay hold on her, for she is bald in the hind part of her head, and never returneth again truly said grand gousier it shall not be at this time for i will make you a feast this night and bid you welcome this said they made ready supper and, of extraordinary besides his daily fare, were roasted sixteen oxen, three heifers, two and thirty calves, three score and three fat kids, four score and fifteen weathers, three hundred farrow pigs or sheets soused in sweet wine or must, eleven score partridges, seven hundred snipes and woodcocks, four hundred luden and cornwall capons, six thousand pullets and as many pigeons, six hundred crammed hens, fourteen hundred leverets or young hares and rabbits, three hundred and three buzzards, and one thousand and seven hundred cockerels for venison they could not so suddenly come by it only eleven wild boars which the abbot of turpinay sent and eighteen fallow deer which the lord of Grammont bestowed Together with seven score pheasants, which were sent by the Lord of Essars, and some dozens of queests, ring ringdoves, and wood culvers, river fowl, teals, and aught bitterns, courts, plovers, franklins briganders, tuirousons, young lapwings, tame ducks, shovelers, woodlanders, herons, moorhens, creels, storks, canapteers oranges, flamands, which are phenicopters, or crimson winged sea fowls, tarragoles, turkeys, arbans, coots, sullen geese, curlews, turmagins, and water wagtails, with a great deal of cream, curds, and fresh cheese, and store of soup, pottages, and brewists with great variety. Without doubt there was meat enough, and it was handsomely dressed by Snap Sauce, hotchpot, and Braverjuice, Grand Goosier's cooks. Jenkin Trudge and Clean Glass were very careful to fill them drink. End of chapter thirty-seven